Hello and good evening. My name is Kyle Eric, and this is A for Abled. So tonight we have a great conversation with a friend of mine by the name of Kyo. As she tells us what it's like to have the right answers to the wrong questions. Now, her and I go back to high school. And when we first met, I realized that she was a type of person who slept in class. What I didn't know at the time was she had done the work. She had absorbed the information. She had gotten the answers right. However, teachers thought she was just being lazy and not really paying attention. Turns out there's a reason for that going back to her family and their mental health history. Now, as an adult living on her own, moving out of state, and working in the manufacturing field, she tells us what it's like living with this particular uh, neurodivergency, as well as her thoughts on the work environments and how people are treated. So with that being said, let's get to the next episode of A for Able. So, my sister, for those who don't know you, Ms. Kiel, how would you uh, describe yourself? Kind of a short person in the background. Kind of a short person in the background? Yep. I mean, speaking as a fellow short person, I, I got I got you. <laughs> but you're also, yeah, you're a short person, but you got a, but I'd say you got a pretty big personality. Oh, that's the Napoleon complex. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey. No one takes you serious when you're this small. It helps you. It, look, it, it took you this far, hasn't it? Maybe. I mean, we, we've known each other for we've known each other for a long time. And one and when one thing I and one thing I know, especially coming from a line of a line of short people, a big personality comes with the territory. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so not too long. So not too long ago, you um you uh, made a big, uh, made a big move in life. You want to talk about that? Did I make a big move? What was that? A big move. Well, you moved out of state. You. Oh, that kind of big move. Yeah, you made a big. You made a big move in. in I and moved across the country. You moved across the country. You made, moved across the country for work. Um, what type of and what type of work would that be? Um, the same work I always do, which is manufacturing. That's where the money is. That's where the money is. For the you most. Do you do you enjoy it? It's okay. You know, it's enough for me to save and do all the other fun stuff I like to do. Right. Yeah. No. I, part you know part of me is like when when you send me when you send me pic, with like pictures and stuff of the stuff that you get on you know online. I'm like, man. Yeah, I just bought like this huge ass toy because it was on sale. Yeah. And it's it's larger than I expected, and I'm like, damn! I was expecting it to be really small, and it's really huge. I don't know where to put it. <laughs> so it's still mm. in its box, and I'm staring at it. Mm. I'm sorry, Cloud. <laughs> you gotta stay in your box a little bit. <laughs> it's like him and his motorcycle Fender is really cool. Uh, I love that dope. motorcycle. So, so, <laughs> so as as somebody working working in the any manufacturing field, how is that? How is that for you? Manufacturing is probably one of the worst business you can be in. 
right next to um, retail, but you don't have to deal with customers, which makes it a little bit better. Because mm. with manufacturing, your bosses, they will take advantage of you. How so? Um, they'll force you to stay longer hours, even if you, even if you don't want to, even if you don't have to. They'll make you come in on weekends, even though when you signed the contract, it said no weekends. And they're just like, well, it's overtime. Yeah, but I don't want the overtime. Mm. Especially over here, they have this thing where it's like, you can't leave until the job is done, which I'm not used to being from the East Coast. Once mm. it's once it's three o'clock, you go home, whether it's done or not. Here, it's like, nope. Even if it takes you to like eight o'clock at night, you're staying. That's ridiculous. That to me is kind of a slave mentality. A little I'm like, bit, if you but... can't finish something in eight hours, then you need to change the way how you're doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. something's clearly inefficient. What exactly are you manufacturing over there? Uh, I'm not manufacturing anything. I work for a advanced auto parts, so we're a distribution warehouse. So we okay. take all the car parts and we ship them to other stores. Oh, okay. And you've been doing and you've been doing this for a number for a few years now, right? Yeah, for a while. Yeah. So, and how is it, you know, and and how is it for you, like you, like, well. All right, we know we, you know, we're we're both we're both short. You're you're like you know a little over four foot, right? Yeah. And you've been, but you've been, but you've been doing this job for you know for a while. But what do you? But what is it that you have to deal with on a you know on a regular basis that some people may not understand? Um, it's just the height issues because there's really tall shelves. Sometimes there's not always ladders for me to go grab a ladder and get it, so I end up climbing on the shelves. Mm. I've had a few heavy parts um, fall on me, like the carburetors. They're pretty heavy. Yo. Yeah. Shit. I think last, yeah, like last week, like one fell and hit me in the head when I was trying to get it. That hurt. What? You can't ask for help? It's not that I can't. It's just I was working in that section alone. Why were you working in that section alone? Because not everyone showed up to work that day. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing a pattern. Hmm. Uh, wow. Okay. So you had, so you had to pick, so you had to pick up the slack. Eh, that's one way of saying it. We actually didn't have a lot to do, and we were able to go home early. Oh, okay. Well, like I was able to leave at 12:30, so. But it seemed like you had some on-the-job injuries. What? What? What's? Oh, what's... I cut my arm on the job. Went, stopped what I was doing, went down to the bathroom to wash the blood off. What? What did you? I mean, what did you? What? I'm sorry. What? Did, what did the bosses think about that? What's What's going on well, there? I didn't tell them I was going to, but I couldn't find my manager, Chris. Mm -hmm. To tell him I was bleeding, so I just went to the bathroom and washed it off. It wasn't a bad cut. I mean, I did bleed quite a bit, but... Mm -hmm. I mean... I take pain rather well. Uh, I just tied, like, tissue around my arm and kept working. You just kept kept going. Yeah, which is a terrible culture we have in the United States. We really should not encourage that at all. Uh, No, 
I, I, I agree, but but this is why safety standards are a thing, right? Well, here's the thing. There was this wooden box that I had to get a car hub out of, and I hit my arm on the wooden box, and it cut me. Because mm. it's a wooden box, and there's, like, metal around the rim, and the metal around the rim cut my arm. So there's nothing that, there's nothing you can do to prevent any of that? I, I guess I could wear long sleeves, but it gets hot in there when you're working. I'd, ima- I'd imagine you're basically... Especially in the summer. I'm on the third floor. Heat rises. There's no air conditioner. There's no air conditioner? There's no um, water fountains either, which I'm pretty sure is against OSHA standards to not How? have water in the summer. They told us just, you know, carry a water bottle and stay hydrated. I'm like, you guys know you're supposed to have water fountains or water coolers, right? Okay. This is what this is what I mean by manufacturing being like one of the worst things. Because if they can find a way around OSHA regulations, they will. Yeah, I used to hear I used to hear things from my grandmother who worked in you know who worked in factories and but she's but she was a you know but she was a worker 100 like like she worked in factories. My dad had um, I believe had worked in you know worked in factories. My my grand my grand my other grandmothers they worked in factories. Heck, but the culture ar- the culture around it is is ridic- you know is ridiculous. Like, but I I. Okay, as someone who has limitations that would prevent me from having a job like that, I can only sympathize, right? Yeah. But in your but in your case, in your case, you deal with your own set of circumstances, right? Like you are you're, you know, you're 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 shorter and you have a like I don't know. I think you no. You have a pretty. You have a pretty decent. You have you have a pretty decent worker mentality because you had you know because you've had jobs like this, you know for you know for a while. But this just shows how much needs to change. You know. Oh, it definitely needs to change. I think it needs to be more unionized. Honestly, mm-hmm. we need to stop being afraid of demanding unions. I think like being a. I I, 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 I I think that in order for in order for stuff like that you know stuff like that to happen I I think they really have to have you know respect for their you know respect for their for their workers and not just and not just say oh this is just the way things are you know like just because that's the way things are it doesn't mean they have to be that way you know? The workers also have to stop being afraid. Like a lot of the people I work with are from South America. I'm not sure if they know they can unionize or if they're afraid of losing their job if they unionize. I mean, that's always a that's always a fear. I'm like, even if you lose, it's not the last job you're ever gonna have in your life. You'll be fine. I mean, yeah, that. And but trying to you know trying to find a job now, you know, they they're like, okay, why aren't people you know why aren't people working? But you've just exposed why you know why some may not want to work the way people think they should you know, you know what i saw a simpsons meme about that where it was 
Bart, he was like, no one wants to work anymore. And it's Homer, he's leaning over and he's touching Bart's shoulder. And he's like, it's not that people don't want to work anymore. They don't want to work for you. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly. It's not that they don't want to work. They don't want to work for you specifically. Exactly. Like, we've ex- we've accepted this for, you know, for a, a long time. And that and, and that is, you know, and that is just it. Like, like it's not about it's not about people not wanting to work. It's about people wanting to work in, in safe environments, you know, fair environments in a respect, you know, in a respectable way, as opposed to just being a grunt. Like I've had, I've had conversations with people that have just called themselves grease monkeys because that's all they thought they could be. You know, like we got, we got friends that are good with their hands, right? Like we got, we got friends that have worked Everything from management and retail to working and, you know, to working in factories, trucking, stuff, you know, stuff like that. And they did it because they had to. Now, they did, you know, they did enjoy certain aspects of it. Right. But other, you know, other things, they would come home. They would come home stressed. They would come home with like loss of loss of appetites, concussions. I was just talking to a homeboy of ours who came home with a concussion recently. You know, and and you know it's worse when you're in retail because the customers treat you like shit, and then it's just as bad in fast food because the customers treat you like shit. You worked in fast food for a little bit, right? Yeah, I worked at Wendy's for a little bit. How was that? Absolutely hated it. I I will never do fast food, and if I can avoid retail the rest of my life, I will. Retail is awful. It's. Sometimes you get those really good customers. Like I had a old woman when I was working at Macy's. She couldn't. She went into the dressing room to try on something. And she couldn't find her purse, and she asked me for help to look for it. And I was like, Yeah, sure. And I found it, and she gave me a five dollar tip, which I'm not supposed to accept. And I told her it's against rules. I can't accept a tip. And she was like, Take it anyway. You helped me find my purse, so I did. Sometimes you get the really good people, and sometimes you get the absolutely awful ones. Right. I've been insulted. More than once, I've been threatened when I worked at Macy's. Threatened? It's, yeah. How so? A customer came. She told me she was, it was right around closing because we closed at 10 and it was like 940 something. She wanted to return a shirt. It didn't have the tag. I told her, I can't take it back if you don't have the tag, which is store policy. She told me I was making her miss her flight. I'm like, that's not true because if you really had a flight to catch, you wouldn't be wasting time here because it takes like two hours to get to your like an hour and a half to get to your flight deck. You wouldn't be here. And she threatened to hit me. She asked for the manager. I called the manager. The manager took the shirt back, and I'm like, why'd you do that? And we were closing, too. We had, like, 10 minutes left, and I was like, oh, my God, why are you even in the store? And I talked about it with a coworker the next day. She was like, don't you hate it when she does that, when she undermines you in front of a customer when you're following the regulation by not being able to take stuff back without the tag. I was like, absolutely. You're following the, you're following the rules. Oh yeah. And she just took it back, I guess, to get the woman out the store. Cause we were closing. I hate those last minute customers. They're not all bad, but they're so inconvenient. Yeah. I, um, it like just be, just because we work a certain job does not mean that we shouldn't be respected as human beings. All we're, all you're all you're doing is all you're doing is following the policy that they laid out, which if you don't, you end up losing your job. Then what? It, well, I had another job 
the time too, so I didn't care too much. Um, yeah, where, where? Well, I know a lot. I know a lot of people that have had to work multiple jobs, especially these days, because one job's not cutting it. You know? Oh yeah, because minimum wage hasn't gone up in decades. And even if it does, then everything else does too. So it's so it just feels like you're back where you, it, it just feels like you back where you started. Like my like my first job, my my first job working working retail as a bagger at a grocery store. I remember making like it was like seven forty something an hour, right? And because I was a student, I couldn't work full. I couldn't work full time. But then I, but then I ran into another problem I didn't realize until after I had left the place. What was that? I'm a liability. Oh, cause you're um technically disabled. Not technically, I am disabled. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. It's okay, you can say it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a I'm a lia I'm a liability. So they so without even realizing it, they might have looked at me differently anyway. You know. Have have you uh, ran into anything like that? Um, I don't know. When I worked at J.C. Penney, I told my trainers and my manager, I was like, I have dyslexia, and it will take me a while to learn the register, and make sure that I have to reread it like ten or twenty times to make sure everything's right. Please just take your time with me. This isn't something I can control. It's not something that can be cured. And they seemed understanding. I don't know if they looked at me differently because of it. Hmm. I, well, well, there's things there's certain, there's things I'm learning about like disability law today that I wish I knew when I was when I first started working. Oh, me too. I didn't know I could claim that as a disability. Yeah, it you know it is because that what what you have is a neurodivergence. You your your brain operates you know operates differently. You know so it's and and because but I I but this is just this is just my theory. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking because they can't see it, right? Yeah. Like they can't see it. It's 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 invisible to the naked eye, right? So yeah. if if most of us when they when when they when we think disability, we automatically think physical. Physical. And now you're 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 seeing more cases of um, adults that were uh, that are diag- that are diagnosed uh, ADHD or they or you know or they might have been uh, diagnosed like late bipolar or they might have dyslexia dyscalculia um these you know these kids that are coming out that are that are on the spectrum all, you know autistic it's you know it's 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 become more and more of a common thing and we're talking about it but some still don't you know still don't understand or don't even try Right. I feel like that was the thing at my last job. Like I was the one that stayed open at COVID where I worked uh, Mm. for medical billing. Mm. I was getting Mm -hmm. a lot of things wrong. And I told my managers, I was like, listen, I have dyslexia. So if I'm grabbing and doing the wrong thing, it's because I'm not reading it right. But I can't read it right. I'm trying to. But there's nothing I can really do but take my time. So I'm a bit slower than everyone else. I was like, you got to have you're going to have to let me take that time and. They said they understand, but they kept rushing me. And I'm like, this is why I'm getting stuff wrong. You're not really taking my disability into accounting. And I keep telling you the same thing over and over. Why I'm getting it wrong. Rushing me is not going to help. You got to let me read it 10 or 20 times, okay? Mm. I, I, th- now, this is something that you and I have only 
recently touched on because I've known you for years, but I don't think we ever talked about, you know, we ever, we ever talked about that because you were the you were you were the type of person that when we were in class, you already had to work done. Like, yeah, like work was done. The I remember teachers thinking that you were just, you know, were sleeping and lazy, but you knew the material. That's what, remember, that's what I told Mr. Flirty, that I was like, I already know this material. And he was like, you must have had some pretty good history teachers. I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm sorry <laughs> that there are other, that there are teachers that are better than you, but I do know this material. <laughs> I'm very good at history. I don't need to study as much. Yeah, that was, that was junior year of high school. And you would pass tests. You would, you would, you, you're the type of, you were the, you were the kid that just did the, that just did the work, fell asleep the rest of the period and passed. And I did that with Macbeth in the House of Usher, and I've never read other one, read them before, and I still pass the test. <laughs> so, I didn't even have to read them. I'm like, they're kind of common sense questions. They're kind of common sense questions. So you didn't even have to worry about the plot. You just like, okay, yeah. what, what, what's like, gonna happen? I know a synopsis of Macbeth. He learns his fortune, and what he doesn't exactly try to prevent it but he causes it to happen and everyone dies that's it what more do you need to know yeah but all but uh, yeah but also you are very you are very like you're not well i wouldn't call you 100% bibliophile but you know your stuff you 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 you've read a lot you know you've read a lot in your life oh yeah right? i still do i'm kind of dragging my ass on this book i'm reading now but What'd you read now? Um, the Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation, book four. Mm-hmm. See, my other books were all um, e-books, and I was reading them on my Nook, but volume four was only paper published, and I'm like, oh, there's a reason why I switched to e-books. Oh, well, a lot of people did it for convenience, right? Yeah, I, I ran out of space on my bookshelf, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I kind of liked it as my e-book. And now that I have the paperback, paper book, I haven't been reading it. But then I found out another book in a series I'm reading is coming out in March. And I'm like, oh, OK, I need to finish this one now. You need to finish this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> so getting back to your getting back to your dys, uh, dyslexia, um, when you were like, um, were, were you ever fully like like formally diagnosed or did you discover this on your own? I discovered it on my own. I was never formally diagnosed. So when you were a kid... Actually, you know what? When I was really young, I don't remember it, but my grandmother and my mother told me that I was actually diagnosed with some some form of autism, and mm-hmm. they, like, ignored the advice. And they was like, see, it doesn't really affect you. I'm like, but what if I am autistic? Or wait. at least a little bit. Wait, so your wait, your family knew about it, what, they just ignored it? Well, about the little autism thing. They didn't tell me what kind of autism, just somewhere on the spectrum. But when I realized I had this dyslexia and I had a problem reading numbers rather than letters, dyscalculia. Dyscalculia, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I told my I, grandmother, I was like, I'm like, I'm seeing numbers wrong. And she was like, oh, don't worry, I have it too. And that was it. So, whoa, hold on. So no. There was, a, there was a family history of this. Apparently. And they just said, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we have it, too. It's it's no big deal. Yeah. I was like, you, you realize this is why I failed math my entire life. 
You guys made me feel like I was stupid or something. Oh my god. Well, and I don't want to make it, and I don't want to make an excuse, but, but when I when I hear when I hear stories like that, and I think of the generation that they came from, right? Yeah. Like we're talking about mental health more now than we ever did when me and you were growing up, and we and we grew up in the '90s and early 2000s, right? So imagine what it would have been like for our you know for our parents and our parents' parents who, you know who just dealt me, who just dealt with stuff, you know, but how well were they dealing with it? Like if, if, if you're, if you're being told that, yes, this runs in the family, this is just something that we, you know, that we deal with. Did you ever, I don't know, ask questions as to how they were dealing with it? No, I never thought about asking questions, how to deal with it. It was basically, I have it too. Don't worry about it. And I was like, Oh, Okay. And that was that. And as a result, I mean you pat you passed you passed school, but you but math was, was your enemy, huh? Yeah, it's I've been failing math forever and except for algebra. Like I passed algebra with flying colors and my guidance counselor was like, I don't understand how you can't do basic math and you can do <laughs> algebra and I was like, because when you add the letters it makes it easier. It's the Gee. numbers that are backwards. <laughs> Sevens are ones fives or twos nines or sixes so now i like to say i never failed math i always had the right answer to the wrong problem can i use that as the, as the title of this go ahead yo that no i'm sorry that that title was dope i'm sorry i had the right answer to the wrong problem because i was seeing the numbers backwards so if i had something like five five plus six and the five to me looks like a two six plus two is eight and the answer is completely different. I'm answering the question the way I see it, not what's written on the paper. Okay, I'm writing that down right now. Okay, okay. Serious, seriously, I, I I get inspired by the by the conversation. That's how I come up with titles for these things, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that was that was beautiful. So, okay, so thanks. Shoot. It's something I tell myself to make myself feel better about being bad at math for for 30 something years and i'm still bad at it i'm just trying to get better i have to take my time or use a calculator all the time mm, well now we have calculators in our pockets on a regular basis so my phone does not actually come with a calculator app for real yes i go to google and type calculator and that's what i use oh. it did not come with a own calculator app and i don't want to download it oh okay okay what about your uh, what about your tablet? Um, it does have a calculator, and mm. I actually still have one from when I was in college. Hmm. Okay. So, okay. So, throughout so throughout your life, this has always been a problem. You might have been you might have been uh, um, di- diagnosed uh, with some sort with some form of uh, with some form of um, autism. Um, in dyscalculia, in dyscalculia, I know I'm jacking up that that term. And the Don't only, worry, I can't say it. I can't even remember the name. I just say dyslexia because people know it more. I was gonna ask you that. I was gonna ask you that question because we because we had talked about this recently. And when you described it to me, this is when I looked up the term. But I only know about the term because of TV. Yeah. Right. Because before well, I've never heard it on TV. Cool. Um. Uh. George. It was. <laughs> I was watching an episode of George Lopez. And 
Um, and in um, and in the um, now George Lopez is dyslexic, right? And his son in the show Max? was just Max was just diagnosed was just diagnosed um, dyslexic. He was you know he was having issues with with homework and reading and things just looked weird, right? And then when, all, um, all my was it Damon mm-hmm. Wayne's show had an episode like that too. Yeah, yeah, and same thing with like a lot of a lot of this. I I remember quite a few shows that we used to watch. They had, um, they they had um, episodes where they talked about dyslexia. But the first time I had ever heard of the term dyscalculia was because somebody in the you know somebody within the show made a mistake. Max thought. You know, he, he was like, hey, I'm having troubles with with, you know, he thought he was having troubles with numbers. He said something about having troubles with numbers. And his mother, because she read up, up on this stuff, she's like, no, that's dyscalculia. And that just stuck in my head because it's a unique word to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, it sounds like dyscalculate. Right. Exactly. Right. That's why I look, you know, so that's why I looked it up. I was like, is, is this a you know, is this a real term? So when you describe that to me. It that you know that's what that made me think of. So you've never been formally formally diagnosed, but this is a but this is also a family trait, right? Yeah. Um, and you've been told that you might have been you know you might be on the autism spectrum. Um, has there been any thought to maybe you know having you know having tests done? I don't know anything about tests or where I can get them or who to contact for that. Okay. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overstep my boundaries, but you are my homie, right? Yeah, I go can, ahead. I can, you know, if you want, I can help you look up the information. Okay. Okay? Because yeah. it's, it's better to know than not know. I mean, and and from what I, and, and from what I understand, and this is something that's, you know, that, that, still, can, that still concerns me about a lot of, things in the medical field certain aspects of 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 like the autism spectrum and things like that are are easier to spot in men than they are in women so as is i've read that like it's harder to um diagnose girls with it for some reason yeah and and um it 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 surprises that it surprises the heck out of me um because you know there's so many there's so many people that have been diagnosed late you know i didn't think it was a gender thing but no it's a brain it's a brain thing right so that you know so that's probably you know so that's probably what it is a lot of things that that are that i'm that i'm learning today i wish they would have told us you know when we were growing up but oh but then they would have actually have to know it but then they'd actually have to know it and the information, like the information, wasn't what it is today, right? Yeah. So, you I, know, so to be honest, I wish the school had diagnosed me when they realized I kept failing the same subject over and over, rather than just calling me um inattentive, which is what I always got in my report card. And so they just called you inattentive. Yes, every report card I ever got from like elementary school on up always said I was inattentive. I'm like, yes, I daydream a lot, but I'm passing other subjects, so maybe there's a clear issue with this one, and I wish I had been diagnosed with it. It would have worked. But you were doing the work. Yeah. You were were absorbing the information. 
I still got caught inattentive, though. You were just absorbing it a different way than others. Oh, yeah. yeah, our school systems are pretty bad. They were probably, I want to say they were worse in the 90s, and I hope they've gotten better, but maybe not. I don't I, know. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I've, um, I spoke to a, I spoke to a teacher, um, during lockdown and they told, you know, and they told me they, they, you know, they learned that they liked teaching. They just didn't like the system. Right. I like teaching, but I don't like kids and teaching is a, it's a worthless career. I, I, it's a hard career. It's a thankless career. It's one where you can be killed in now, especially if you're in a public school. I'm a like I'm a respectfully disagree that it's a that it's a a, a, a worth this career. What I will what I will say is I will well, financially is worthless. Yeah, I will I like I will I will really disagree. I will agree on on that wholeheartedly because they treat teachers like like they treat them like they treat them like they're pariah now. Yeah, or like they're public enemy number one just for you know teaching about other sexualities and. Black History Month or slavery. And oh, man. And I be, would not have that in my class. I would teach the truth and the whole truth. So help you God. Yo, that would be a whole. That would be a whole other. No, that is gonna be a whole other episode one of these days. Um, cause there's you know there's more. Wars on teachers. Not just the teachers. This not the teachers. What they teach. What they're what they're what 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 they're being told to teach. The curriculum is the problem, right? So well, we're still in Florida, but yeah. It's yeah, exactly. But that's but that's but that's what I mean. The the curriculums are you know are the pro you know are the problems from my you know from from my perspective. I don't have any kids. I've never been a teacher, but I've been through the system, you know. And they it it just it just astounds me how you know they're like oh there's a teacher shortage. People don't want to go back to work. You know the same old blah blah blah. It's like um. Do you, Blame the workers, never the problem. Yeah. Do you know what what it is, or are you just not willing to admit that you are the problem? You are part of the problem. Like we can say all we could say all day that that things were different when we were growing up. They didn't know about this stuff, right? Or yeah. or there wasn't enough information. I am so thankful that there's information now, but hopefully that. You know, hopefully in the future, hopefully in the future, things do get better. Um, so but as far as your like as 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 far as your um like your where where you where you are now. Right. Where do you like how do you think, you know, how do you think you've done? I think for having a undiagnosed problem for so long, I, I've done fairly well. Hmm. Yeah. And I oh man, I, I just there's there's a you know, there's a there's a lot. I'm I'm so glad that you're being very, you know, like transparent about this. And I wouldn't I didn't doubt that you you know, I didn't wouldn't doubt that you were, but a lot of stuff is hitting me, <laughs> you know? What do you um, mean by transparent? You were you're being open and honest completely. Well, right? I'm always bluntly honest though. You were yeah, you've always been bluntly honest, yes. This is why, you know, this is why you and I are friends though, you know? I'd rather you be open and honest with me than ha- than 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 not. But like I but like I said, if there was anything you didn't want to talk about, we wouldn't have you know didn't have to. Always, no, you always have think, that choice. 
I think more attention needs to be called to this problem because it's a it's a lifelong problem. There's no cure for it. I can't get over it. The only thing I have to do is reread the same thing 20 times and make sure it's right. But I have to be allowed that time to reread a thousand times to make sure it's right, especially with numbers. And where I work now, everything is quoted by numbers. And I'm like, I still get a lot of things wrong, but they mm -hmm. don't yell at me for it. Because if oh, I do something wrong, they just have someone else go and grab the right item. Mm. It's not that big of a deal as long as it gets done that day. More attention does need to be called to this problem because it's like a silent problem yes. that one really pays attention to. Yes. When you're when you're reading something that you're into, do you find that it's easier to process, or do you still have to read this? You know, do you do you have to read the same pages 20 times in order to get the information? Sometimes I have to reread it 10 times to get the information, because sometimes I'll misread the word as something else, and it'll completely change the paragraph. And I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. I still have to reread it. But if mm. it's something I I enjoy, then I don't. Then it doesn't matter as much to me. Ah, okay, because you, because I know you, you're a bit of a history buff. Oh right? yeah. And you, 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 you enjoy everything from 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 history to um to the you know to the sciences to write you know to creative writing, and this this is why you know I was very surprised because I remember us like reading stuff at Barnes and Noble, and I'm over here reading a graphic novel. You're over here trying to read you know trying to read the you know like like books on on Finnish and and other you know and other cultures, and it's it's like okay um. Because I'm, you know, because here, because here I am, you know, taking my, you know, taking my time with it. Next thing you know, you got another book on, you got another book off the shelf. <laughs> so I never thought to, you know, so I never thought to ask about, you know, how you're absorbing the information. I just saw that you were, right? Well, if it's something I enjoy, I, I absorb it and can remember it pretty well, like history, mm. like ancient yeah. Egyptian history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I have been going back and forth with facts on that recently, and it's it's been fun, honestly. Um, it's it's been it's been fun. It's been eye opening. It's been. I love playing the Exodus game with people when there's like the Exodus actually happened. I'm like, no, it didn't. Yes, it did. I was like, listen, there are four pharaohs named Ramesses. Which one did it happen to? Uh, exactly. Shut your mouth. <laughs> it's a very you know it like I don't you know like. Me, me. I just like to, I just like to, you know, absorb the information. If the, if the topic ever comes up, me, I will, like, I try to be aware of who I'm speaking with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like my, like my thing is, if I'm with, you know, if I'm with you or a few other of our friends, then it's a different story. You know, like if 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 I'm with you or like uh your like a group of a group of our friends and we talk about the, you know, talk about this stuff all the time, then no holds bar, really. You know what I'm saying? But and plus a lot of stuff I have to go back and re you know and research myself because some of you know because some of the information I may be getting online, some of the information I get from you know from you, some I get from just regular conversation, others I get from the billions of like channels and stuff I read now. So it's you know so I got to make sure I have you know I have accurate information. The history channel is great. It depends on what you're watching. It, it depends on what you're watching, because I found out that they can, you know, that they kind of finagle some things too. But there's so many, um, 
like there's so many history channels like you know like you got you got youtube and you got curiosity stream and you know and gaia and a few other resources that make that that make you know that make it easier and also make me think like man you know what what would it be like if we had if we had these sources when we were growing up right <laughs> you know what i think we had the sources we just didn't learn them I think that yeah, I think I think that's what it what it is because school you know because school for me, it didn't feel it felt it, it it didn't feel I didn't I never felt right being there. I liked having friends, but I never felt right being you know being in a school environment because it didn't feel like it didn't feel like like the safest. It didn't feel like they actually wanted me to learn. Like certain teachers, I felt like yeah, they did, you know. Yeah. But other things, they would just they would just you know, float us through the system because that's what they, that's what they had to do. Like, I think we've met more than one person who probably shouldn't have passed high school when they did, but did, you know, it, it just, uh, it, it just me, it, it, it just, you know, says a lot about where we were versus where we are, you know, but, um, it just so says I have a lot a, on what they deem as important or not important enough to learn. There you go. Yeah. Like, do you remember when the movie 300 came out? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was a real event, and my grandmother told me, and she was like, she was like, no, the, she was like, the 300 Spartans, they really did die. I was like, wait, this really happened? She was like, yeah. So I went to Barnes and Nobles, and I looked it up, and I was like, why didn't I learn this in school? What the fuck? Oh, there's a lot, there's a lot, and there's a lot in I was like, history. I took a world history class. We kind of just skimmed over everything, though. We skimmed over a lot, you know, we skimmed over a lot of things. Yeah. It was, they don't it tell was, you that it was the Athenians' fault. It wasn't. Look, it wasn't. It wasn't. Deemed, it wasn't deemed important enough. They 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 focus more on memorization. That's it. That's why we. That's why we, we take all these tests. You know what I'm saying? It's all about memorizing what's on the page as opposed to how to accurately absorb the information. You know, plus the information that they were giving us. Some of it, a lot of it was either wrong or embellished anyway. Yeah. I think that's why the ancient Greeks way of learning was is much better than the schools we have. Mm. It's uh, but you know what? I'm 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 you know what? I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I now I now I learn things because I want to, you know, so it's it. Feels... You know what? The problem is school makes it a chore to learn. Yeah, it, it kills your interest in learning. The other kids don't help either. No, no. And it, it, it's, did you, did you find like when, cause, cause did, did you find like, you know, growing, growing up, was it, you know, were you the, were you the type of person to, well, you call yourself the short person in the background, but did you find it easy to like make friends? Not really. Hmm. Was that something that you had interest in, like, you know, finding social groups? Also not really, no. I mean, you found one anyway, but... Like, eventually they come to you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I was never social, and I always had a problem with that. And I still do. Like, I find it hard to talk at work, and one of my coworkers is like, okay, you're just too silent. I was like, there's no such thing. I was like, that's why silence is the golden rule. She's like, you're right. And the conversation ended there. 
you're wait, you're too silent? Yeah. I don't say a damn thing at work unless I have to. And that's normally when I'm begging them for more totes. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to keep begging you guys like every 20 minutes, but if you give me the stuff I need at the beginning of the day, I wouldn't have to beg you every 20 minutes and then wait an hour to get the stuff I need to do my job because that just makes me look bad. You just want to get the work done. Yeah, that's all I'm there for. I don't socialize at work. I'm there to do the job and go home. Mm. And I've told that to my manager, too. I was like, I like... I shouldn't have to wait like an hour to get the stuff I need to do my job because then it means I'm not doing anything for an hour and it makes me look bad. I was like, this is a problem you guys have to fix. And he fixed it for like maybe two weeks and then it went right back to being the way it was. And I was like, oh, my God. Just two weeks. Yeah, that's how long it lasted. Hmm. (laughs) And that's one of one of my big issues there. Like, Mm. please stop this. Please be more efficient. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just wondering where that comes from. Now, I've never worked in that environment, so I don't know. But, um, it just, it just sounds really surprising to me. Uh, not really, because um, there are different levels, and when you pick an item, you have to put it into this black tote. The thing is, they only give you X amount of number of totes in the beginning of the day. And when you need more, you have to go find someone with a forklift to bring them up to the second or third floor. They're not always there. They're busy. And so you you may be waiting. Like, I think one day I waited like two hours and I was like, I can't get my work done. I can't do anything with these items until I have a tote. I have zero zero totes. I've told like four or five people I still don't have totes. You're wasting my time. It's making me look bad. But I can't get anything done without this. Fix it. And... I keep telling the managers that all the time. I'm like, you guys need to fix this. I was like, if they would give us more than 20 totes in the beginning of the day, I wouldn't constantly need to ask. Because they're busy doing other stuff with the forklift. They can't always bring it. And I'm like, and I get that. They have their own tasks to do, but my task depends on them specifically doing this. Mm. I feel like an asshole because I have to ask every 10 or 20 minutes and they've got to stop what they're doing. I'm like, it holds everything up. If they could just give me, like, 50 at the beginning of the day, it may not be an issue. I don't know why they don't. Like, they get there at 7. I get there at 9. What are you guys doing for two hours? Is anybody else in your in, in your uh, in, in your job having this problem? Oh, we all have it. <sighs> it it's, it's been go- an ongoing issue. They I take see. little steps to fix it. It's It gets on my nerves. It gets mm-hmm. on everyone else's. Because when you run out of totes, you go and you grab the next one. But that's another section where someone else is working. So you're taking from them. And they run out. And eventually, we're all just standing around for an hour waiting on the forklifts. I was like, listen, if I knew how to use a forklift, I'd get it myself. But I can't. I don't know how. And I'm not just going to jump on a forklift. That's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah, I don't know how to use a forklift. Right. Plus, I think you'd have to get some sort of certification for that, because that's yes. because that's a um, machine. It's a drivable machine. Yes, you it is. drivable machine. So you'd have. Oh, to get... once started um smoking <laughs> a oh. couple months ago, like in um November, like someone was driving the forklift 
and all we smelled was like burning. There's like, I think there's this one has like exposed wires or something that's burning. They locked it down, put a tag on it so no one can use it and like open the bay doors. I'm like, that's not how you solve the problem. You, you get that fixed. <laughs> I think they end up getting it fixed eventually. Mm. Fixing them is expensive though. Yeah. Yeah, I would ima- I would imagine so. Those are really expensive machines. Hmm. So, um, I remember talking to you about about a uh a, a, a very um kind of strange problem at work involving involving clothing. Like, oh, is it my lack of pockets? We 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 were talking we were talking about you you wearing baggy clothes at work and people assuming things. Oh, not so much at work, but like in general. In in general. Yeah, if, I have an interesting story if you want to hear it. Yeah, go ahead. So a couple years ago, my sister had these Nike sweatpants, which I really like, so she bought me a pair for Christmas. The thing is, they were all out of small, so she ended up giving giving me a buying me extra extra large because that was the only size they had left right Mm -hmm. and they're really comfortable sweatpants they're nike they're durable they got no holes in them i like them and i remember i was at barnes and noble one day wearing these pants and i was there until the store closed like at 11 so i'm walking home back to my mom's house and the way i would go would be past the dominoes yeah and for some reason this woman was like picking up the pizza like like 10 minutes before they close which is just as ridiculous as last minute customers in a retail store please mm-hmm. please don't do that these people work hard all day they just want to go home don't make them make pizza for you and i walked past her and she insulted me she called me butch because like the pants i was wearing i'm like first of all it's december it's like negative zero degrees there was snow on the ground these are warm, comfortable sweatpants. They're the wrong size because they were a gift and they're the last ones they had. It has nothing to do with my sexuality. But you you insult a complete stranger. And I was like, I could say something, but choose your battles. It's like 12, it's like 11.50. I just want to go home. I'm not going to argue with some stranger insulting me on the street. You called a butch because of your pants? Yes. I don't get it. I don't get it either, but it happened. I, I'm like, choose your battles. Like, I, I could turn I, around and argue with this woman, but no. I don't, I, I shouldn't I, have to explain myself in the clothes I wear. Yeah. I can't find pants that fit. My sister got, got these for me as a gift. They were the last size they had. I appreciate it. But from that day on, I have not worn them outside. Why? Because you're afraid the same thing's going to happen? Yes. But what if it does? It was a comfortable pants. Yes, but also being insulted. It hurts. I, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, no one assumed my sexuality because of my clothing. They assumed my sexuality just because of the way I was acting. Um, but I actually – I when, when after you and I had this conversation – um, I had an interview on another platform mm-hmm. and these, you know, in, in, in this couple, they were a, um, you know, they were, um, you know, we were, we were talking about the 
you know, like we were, we were, we were talking about, you know, sexism and racism in the LGBT community. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe this is a good time to bring that story up. The whole clothing assumption, assumption thing. Right. And they didn't get it either because they're part of that community. They just don't, you know, but they didn't, you know, completely understand why people would just assume just because, because I explained, you know, you're, you know, you're small, you're petite. And sometimes, you know, sometimes just, just like a bigger person would have trouble finding clothes in their size. It, it happens to, you know, it happens to short people too. Like I would find clothes in my size if I shopped at the kids section, which I don't want to do because I don't want a bunch of Disney princesses on my clothes (laughs) (laughs) or Hello Kitty. Now, Hello Kitty, Hello Kitty has a dark side too. Well, not a dark side, but Hello Hello Kitty's on just about everything. <laughs> I am fine with Hello Kitty. I just don't want to wear it. It's not okay. like my Kingdom Hearts shirt where I was like, I'm a fan of Kingdom Hearts and that's why I have a shirt. I've never actually seen an episode of Hello Kitty and I'm like I don't wear shirts to things that I've never seen. Yeah. So, so if we switched Hello Kitty with with Gretzko Oh, I, I'd probably work. <laughs> uh, if we if we switch Hello Kitty with Gretzko, who was created by the same people, <laughs> maybe. See, maybe but the difference is, if I'm wearing a rescue Resco shirt and someone asks me about it, I can tell them about the show. Or if someone asks me about Hello Kitty, and I could be like, I would be like, I have no idea. It just fits. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to be one of those people because. Every time I see someone who's young wearing a Rolling Stone shirt, I really want to ask them if they know who the Rolling Stones are or if the shirt just fits. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that, but I am curious. Well, because you're also a, you're also a music buff and you just want to know. That's Yeah, I just, I, especially with Pink Floyd, too. I'm like, do you know who Pink Floyd is or do you just like the triangle with the rainbow? Like, do you just like the design or do you like Pink Floyd? What What is it? I, and like I don't know, I surprised someone with my you know with my knowledge one time because they were because they were wearing a dark side you know a dark side of the moon shirt and they looked at me like you know like oh oh you know this well yeah I know that at the time I didn't know their discography I only knew that you know I only knew that because it was such an iconic um yeah and I was like yeah I know I know I know enough at the time right I even surprised one of our friends because I know what who Alan, who Alice Cooper is. Oh, yeah. Alice right? And they, you know, and they were surprised. Well, I'm like, I listen to all types of music. Like, you know, my love is hip hop, but I live I, I love all types of music, you know, but see, and that's where it can be a conversation starter. But if you're wearing a shirt and you don't know what it is, it's not much of a conversation starter. That's yeah, why I'd rather just wear shirts of things I know. Yeah, make, you know, makes sense to me. I don't know why, you know like certain looks people would just you know assume certain things but i i get how i think it's worse for women like if you aren't wearing tight skin clothes you you aren't feminine enough now which is what i've always been told actually and i'm like really i'm like comfort has nothing to do with it or the fact that like baggier pants have pockets and women's pants have none and i like things in my pocket because they're on me why y'all don't have pockets like i am still trying to figure that out I never understood. I never understood the pocket thing. I saw. I, I <laughs> like the assumption is that like all women carry like pocketbooks and that we don't need them. But I work in a factory. I have to keep my car keys on me. I don't have a locker there. I can't just put it away in a locker. I have to keep them on me. I need pockets for that. 
so my clothes are a bit baggy because they're the ones that have pockets. It's really about pragmatism for me. It's not about looking good. I work in a factory. Who am I supposed to be looking good for? It, it, I'm presentable. That's and I'm there. That's what matters. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I don't. I don't get it either. But you. But you. For but me, you, it's about pragmatism. For everyone else, it's like a stylish thing. It's a It's a stylish thing, and you do have your own style. But sometimes when I really want to dress up. Yeah, or if I'm going someplace nice. Like you, like I, 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 like I've, I've seen, I've seen you. You, you know, you, 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 you know, you look good. You know. I, I dress up for concerts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Name, so. You're the, like you're, you, you'd be the, like, you, you. I've seen, I've seen you, I've seen you dress, I've seen you dress up in gear. I've seen you dressed up and then flip a guy. I've seen you. <laughs> yeah, but I don't dress like that all the time because I'm pragmatic. And if I'm at home, I'm really not gonna dress like that. Yeah, it's it's just like you dress you dress up when 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 the occasion when the occasion calls for it. Like you go yeah. to shows, you like you said you go to concerts, you go to shows, you dress up for those, right? Yeah. And you know, and 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 that and that's and that's it. But when you're at well, when you're at work, I need pockets when I'm at work, and I bought all these. Some of my old jeans had holes in them, so I bought new jeans. And one of the pair of pants I bought, it specifically said. They had pockets with zippers, and I'm like, that's cool. I can keep my car keys in my pockets, and I can zip them up and make sure that they don't fall out. I got the pants, and there's no pockets. It just has the little zipper design to make you think there are pockets. I'm like, I'm so disappointed. Oh my. I'm, like, I'm like, I can't wear this to work. There's no place to keep my car keys. Hold up. What do you mean zipper design make it look like there's pockets? Because it said it had zip-up pockets, and they showed you the zipper on the pants, so I assumed they were pockets. And then when I got them, it's just a zipper. There's no pocket. So the zipper is just there? Yes, the zippers are just there. Fashion confuses me. I'm sorry. Um, I'm upset that I wasted my money on it. I mean, they're good pants, but I'm not going to wear them to any place I need to be. I need pockets. Or unless I can wear like a jacket all day that has pockets in it, which doing that at work is no, it gets hot. And you were the never the type to carry a purse anyway. You know what? Purses are so small that I don't see the point in it because I'm I'm a practical person and I'm like, why would I carry something that small that can only fit one or two things? I'd rather have a backpack because if it gets hot, I can take off my jacket and put it in there. You can't do that with a purse. See, you're all about being practical. Yeah, I'm all about being practical. I did recently get a tote bag to bring to work because the only thing I need to carry in it is like my water bottle and my own. Mm. My water bottle, my portable phone charger, and my wallet. And I was like, the backpack is too big, so I got a tote bag. Mm. So, two more questions. This has been a this has been a great interview. Um, and once again, I, I want to you know I want to thank you for you know, for just being you. Um, but so how do you kill define self, define self care? Like, what do you, what do you do on those, on those days where, you know, you're not feeling like, you know, you're not feeling like yourself. What do you do to recharge? Um, I sleep in. Fair. Cause remember I used to have jobs where I had to get up at 5am. Word. Yes. I don't have to do that with this job, but 
I still prefer to sleep in. I don't get enough sleep because I'm the insomnia. Mm. And if I want to recharge, I will spend the day doing something I enjoy, like drawing or reading. Or like today, I played Kingdom Hearts. Awesome. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have new games. I have Gotham Knights, and here I am playing Kingdom Hearts One. <laughs> hey, it's a classic. It is now, isn't it? Yeah, it really. Yeah, yeah. It came out during the PS2 days. You know what? I like. I think Kingdom Hearts just reached its 20th anniversary. I'm like, God damn, yep. I feel old. Yep, 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 yep. But it's still, but it's still in the, it's still in the public, it's still in the public eye. It's still very, it's still very relevant. And Final Fantasy VII has reached its 25th anniversary. Final Fantasy in general has reached its 35th anniversary. I'm like, oh my god. Yep. I feel so damn old. I'm still playing these series. But you're still playing. But look, look, Pokemon came out when we were in freaking. Um, I was. Ele- Elementary, exactly. That came out nine. That came out ninety-seven, and the, <laughs> and and the and and Ash, the protagonist from from Pokemon, has is is retiring. So I know. I saw that. <laughs> so. I had a conversation with Navjita the other day. I was like, you know what? If they can retire Ash, why haven't they retired Kirby? He's like, hey, Kirby is still a kid. I was like, really? He's like, Ash can be ten forever, but Kirby can't be a kid. I'm like, well, oh, Kirby's a different species. I forgive him. <laughs> well, in the, <laughs> exactly like Kirby, uh, Mario has been the same age forever. He still looks, you know, still looks the same. Finally getting a finally getting a decent movie. Uh, Link, Link from Zelda. Everybody still looks the same, you know. But but Ash. If you want to go from the, you know, from the anime, he's still ten. My my thing, like my thing is, like off the record, I'm I'm so I'm watching the new I'm watching the new Pokemon on Netflix, right? Okay. Watching the new Pokemon on Netflix, I'm loving it because it seems like Ash actually learned from his past, you know? Finally, after what thirty years? <laughs> almost like twenty five twenty five years, almost thirty years, right? almost finally learned from his past i'm gonna use i'm gonna use this for another podcast but it looks like it looks like he finally learned from his past he's getting into these crate you know into these awesome battles he's got a he's got a um you know he's he's got a traveling partner who's capturing pokemon on a, on a episode by episode basis because his partner because his new partner's goal is to capture every type of pokemon right so he sees something he cat he catches it no questions asked till later right so I'm like, okay, this is great. Plus, Ash is capturing, you know, a little more. He's battling more. He's going back and forth on, uh, you know, he's going back and forth to places that he's been before. He has a job, right? I'm like, okay, this is great. This is awesome. But one thing that annoys me about this new show, because they will remind you about the classic stuff from the 90s. Everything happened, right? And that annoys you? Because he hasn't aged. What do you mean everything happened? All the leagues that he's been to, all the all the you know all the gym. quests, all the stuff, all the gym, all the gym te- all the gym teachers, the gym leaders that he met, the the all the nurse joys and officer all the nurse joys, the officer Jennies, the stuff with with, with Brock and Misty, <laughs> all of that happened, and he's still ten. So they want you to make it think that it all happened within one year. Exactly. That's, oh, I hate when shows do that. I'm like, there's no way this has been one year. 
that's what annoys me about it. It's not the fact that he's doing all this and that he's in that he's finally learning from it. It's just that there's no nobody in that world has aged. Right. And I was talking to Zilly the other day and he was like, well, you know, like they don't, you know, they, you know, like we, you know, they don't really let, you know, cartoon characters age. I'm like, well, think about it. I mean, that's true. I mean, there are a lot of character characters that are stay the same. Like the Simpsons, they don't really age. Simpsons don't really age. Family Guy, it's never really aged. They tried to, they tried to age up the South Park. South Park, they do, but only like few, you know, like the future episodes and everything goes back to the status quo. But they don't, like they don't stay, they don't, they don't stay aged up. Rugrats got a spinoff show where they're at least preteens to teenagers. Right. Yeah. And then that and then that ended pretty and then that that ended pretty quickly. Um, but then when you get to when when you get to anime, like for example, like you know I'm a Dragon Ball Z head. Apparently back in the back in the day, they didn't want Goku to age because they thought that um, they thought that that would you know that would keep people from watching it. Like oh. Oh geez, were they wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he took a risk, and now, and, and now, you know, people have actually aged in Dragon Ball, and Naruto, you know, and Naruto's got a kid, and Inuyasha's got kids, and all this stuff that we've, you know, that we've grown up watching as far as anime-wise, they've aged up and got a spinoff show out of it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Steven, Un- Steven Universe aged by the time he, by the time they ended the show, he was 16. So, like. What, so what's the problem? <laughs> but unless they're gonna like stay young forever. It yeah, like you know, like Rugrats were you know Rugrats were no, like. No, I mean like if the character is immortal and they just look the same forever. That, that oh makes yeah, sense. then you explain that away. You explain that away, but. Like Sephiroth and Cloud are technically immortal, so they're gonna look the same age even though they're technically older. Right, but it's not a but they don't but they don't work within the guidelines of an episodic TV show. No, they're a game. Exactly. You know, ex- exactly. But when you have something that has, you know, that has an ongoing plot, like for, like like Ang, for example. Yeah, he he was he stayed 12 years old technically because he f- was frozen, like literally frozen in time. But then he's when, technically 112. He's technically 112. And then they let him, you know, as we, you know, as you read through the, you know, the show, you know, read through the the comics. And then 70 years later, when we get to Korra, we see what Aang was like as an adult. So what's the problem? I mean, Boomy aged. (laughs) Well, yeah, Boomy, Boomy didn't stop. You know, he he didn't like literally stop himself from aging. But, oh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, because. I've just recently played through all the Final Fantasy VII games for the first time because I had Crisis Core, but I didn't have a PSP when the game came out, so I borrowed someone else's, but I never finished the game. So when they re-released Crisis Core for um, PC, I actually was able to play it through, and I realized Sephiroth and Azula are damn near the same person. (laughs) (laughs) They have the same exact issues. Mm -hmm. They have the same exact psychological problems mm-hmm. it's just he's older than azula and he's technically immortal he can't die and he's gonna look the same age forever right yep <coughs> and they are uh well you 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 saw that they're you know that they're announcing new avatar stuff right so yeah. 
so we're so we're but we're also getting before we get to the next avatar, you know, to the next avatar with the next stage in the cycle after Korra, we are getting some um, we are getting, um, I, I think, a movie or like a short series with the original team with the original team avatar uh, aged up to, I want to say, like teenagers or young adults. I mean, they were already teenagers and young adults. Yeah, they were I mean, like, they were teenagers. They much. were teenagers. They like they were they, between between the ages of twelve and and I think Azula was like fifteen. No, um, I think Azula was fourteen. I think Zuko was fifteen. I thought Azula was what I thought Azula was older. For, no, for, she was younger. Oh, okay, but yeah, um, yeah. So the which is what made it interesting because it's like they pref- <laughs> their father preferred the second born because Azula was a prodigy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've also seen I've seen uh, I've seen fathers favor their daughters over their sons. Um, like I'm watching something right I'm watching something right now where the you know where the where the daughter who is the oldest um, she is the I don't want to say screw up but she goes to college just to party, right? And the and the son is a um, the son's your typical you know typical teenager always you know getting in trouble and stuff like that. But his dad is a you know his dad's like his dad fought in Nam, that kind, that kind of stuff, right? So he don't have no time for that. But he, you know, but he favors his little princess <laughs> till he finds out that she screwed up. But I, I, I've seen at least TV dads do that. I've, I've seen dads, you know, really coddle their, their, you know, their young, their young, um, you know, their, their young girls, right? And then the moms would do the same thing to the boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for in Zuko and Azula's case, it was just wrong on all levels. On all, yeah, on all levels. It was and, just wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I told I told my sister who who you know who's getting ready for the next stage of Avatar and stuff. I'm like, look, you got to read the comics. You have to you 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 have to read the comics because she wants to know what happened. I'm like, no, you 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 have to read the comics. She has watched all the you know all the show, and believe it or not, it was the uh, last Airbender movie that got her into Avatar. Oh my so, god! I know. So well, we don't we don't speak of that movie. No, we never will again. No, uh. Uh-uh. Only movie only movie having to do with that I will speak of is when the next one comes out because it's going to be fully animated. Um. So can't wait for that, but we gotta wait till 2025. So, mm, 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 mm. so last question. <laughs> this one I'm probably gonna use as extra stuff for on the brain because that was just a beautiful rant. Um, but last question. So, say your younger self were to, uh, were to, were to come to you like from the, you know, from the past and asked you and were to ask you. How'd we turn out? What would you tell her? Well, I would tell them, like, one of my only true goals was to go abroad, and we accomplished that quite early in life. And everything that comes afterwards is filler. Don't worry about it. Which is what I tell myself now. (laughs) Well, that's, no, that's beautiful. And you, 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 you went... It, you you accomplished something that I wanted to, you know that I wanted to do you know that now I'm you know still saving up for but you were able to do it twice like you tell me that you were afraid of you know three afraid times. of flying three times yeah because oh, yeah. I went to South America 
Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, shoot. <clears throat> and I'm tired of being here, so I'm saving up again. Maybe go to Europe. Anywhere, any any place specific? I don't know. Maybe um, France or Norway. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, sis, it was a great, you know, this was a... This, this was a great time. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, and honestly, I know that whoever hears this is going to learn a lot, you know, a lot, too. They'll probably, you know, because there's no doubt in my mind that there are other people that can really relate to what you've been through, you know. And My advice is like if someone has dyslexia out there and you're working and you're making mistakes, tell your managers that you have something that cannot be cured. And if they cannot take the time to give you time to read, read something a thousand times, a thousand times to make sure you get it right, leave, quit. That place is not for you. If they're going to dismiss something that can't be cured, go, leave. Mm. You'll find another job, trust me. Well if said. They can't take it seriously. Quit. Well said, my friend. And with that, people, thank you for listening. This has been another great episode of A for Abled. Woo!